This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I review Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And I also review the 2001 crime drama Training Day. Put it in. I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it will be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh, well, you should do that then. Who my, my little hungry one? Hungry one, open up a package of my banana. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name. Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it. Weird Al has taken the world by storm. Do I know you? Madonna. I was wondering if you were going to do a parody of my song, Like a Virgin. I'm curious, is that song autobiographical? Yes. <laughs> Except for the fact that I've had a lot of sex. Name me one creative genius that doesn't have a checkered past involving alcohol. That's the medicine. And drugs. I think Madonna's a bad influence on you. What? No offense. I'm a train wreck. My parents wrote me off. I pushed away my band. You're all just a bunch of normals. I'm the weird one. You gotta take care of yourself. I saw in you something special. An artist with something to give to the world. In front of all the billions of people watching around the world right now, all I want to say is be as weird as you want to be. Yeah! You will never find true happiness yeah! until you can truly accept who you are. Thank you. Oh, Al, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> I totally deserve that. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford, and I got a really, really good show for you today. You are in Oscar month. Every November, I do Academy Award nominated or Academy Award winning movies is what I do. Uh, today is going to be training day, but before we get to that, as you heard at the beginning of the segment, we're going to talk about something else that should be in contention for Oscar, or in contention for an Oscar, 
uh, weird, the weird Al Yankovic story is what we're going to talk about right now. I, I am being sarcastic, by the way, by saying that this movie should be nominated for an Academy Award. I'm, I'm not being serious about that. But <laughs> some, sorry, some people are like, what you talking about? That should be nominated for an Academy Award. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I'm just being, I'm just being facetious. But, um, anyway, uh, Weird Al probably would think this, this should be nominated for an Academy Award, because the movie's, the movie's just fucking absurd, but before I, before I go into that, let me go into my history of Weird Al Yankovic, uh, my history of dealing with Weird Weird Al Yankovic, I grew up a Weird Al fan, like, totally a Weird Al fan, he caught me at a young age, I remember seeing him on MTV. That's what that's the first time I saw him. First time I ever saw Weird Al Yankovic was on MTV where like I think he hosted MTV for a day. I think it was called he called it Al TV. Yeah, he called it Al TV. This is like sometime uh in the I think he would do it every now and again because I think he had one in the 80s. I think he had one in the they had one in the nineties. I don't think he had one in the two thousands. By the two thousands, he was he was done. MTV wasn't even showing music videos by the two thousands, so uh, you know, so it really wasn't any use for that for Al TV. But like that's the first time I ever seen him. And I saw like they played all his parody videos. They played like like a surgeon. I'm fat. Uh, Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise is my favorite. A uh, Weird Al song. By the way, I love that one. That's my favorite one. But um, yeah, he caught me. He caught me at a at a young age. I remember he had a Saturday morning show uh, called um, the Weird Al Show. I remember he had that. I think it was on like CBS or something like that. It was kind of like a mix between Pee Wee's Playhouse and uh, Beekman's World. If you remember Beekman's World, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a it was kind of a cross between those two shows. But yeah, grew up grew up a diehard Weird Al fan and I think a lot of kids from my generation uh that's where they that's that's how they kind of caught on to Weird Al you know probably from uh him doing that marathon on MTV and and the Saturday morning show helped too um so like probably got probably garnered a lot of young Weird Al fans then there but let's see the let's talk about the movie let's talk about this movie there's not really much to talk about with this movie. It was on Roku. It's not that long. Like I want to say, like the movie's probably like an hour and thirty minutes. You know, like it's not a, it's not a long movie by any stretch stretch of any means. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays our Weird Al. Uh, does a great job. Does a great job as Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, he does the he he he, has, he 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 tries to get his inflection of his voice. Uh, I mean, like, he's, he's kind of swole, he's kind of ripped, I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke, too, because, like, there's a scene where, like, he comes out with his shirt off, like, there's a couple of scenes where he has his shirt off, and I'm like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke, because I don't think that Weird Al Yankovic is that fucking muscular (laughs) underneath that goddamn shirt, uh, so, like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke, but, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great things in this movie, there's a lot of like absurd humor because like what the move what the movie is doing is making fun of music biopics it's kind of doing like the walk hard thing but i don't think it's as 
funny as Walk Hard, but it is funny. Like Walk Hard had like this like nuances making fun of uh of making fun of like uh biopics that uh the Weird Al uh story doesn't have because like they go into making fun of like uh Ray and uh Walk the Line, you know, like all those they, they made fun of like all those movies. This one kind of this one kind of makes fun of Bohemian Rhapsody to me. It like it, it reminds me a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody. I think Weird Al was sitting around uh, watching Bohemian Rhapsody, and he was just like, "Hey, uh, I want to make fun of that, but use me, you know? So, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna use my story to make fun of this, and it's hilarious. Like I said, Daniel Radcliffe kills it as Weird, Weird Al." Uh, like, it's like, it's kind of a, it's a parody version of Weird Al, because, like, it's like events that happened to him, but not quite how they happened to him, you know, like, he meets Dr. Demento, he gets on stage with the band, um, you know, like, he does all his songs, all the songs are out of context, you know, like, there's no, there's really no time period to, uh, win all these songs, because, like, he does Amish Paradise, and he's still in the 80s. And like, he didn't do Amish Paradise until, like, the late 90s. I think mid-90s. So, it was like, it's kind of, like, it's kind of out of context and out of place. But it's supposed to be because that's the joke. Uh, another another standout here is uh, Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. She did a, a great job as Madonna. I'm not really an Evan Rachel Wood fan. But... I think she did a good job here. I think she did uh, um, uh, an, uh, an amazing job playing a parody version of Madonna that falls in love with Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> it's funny. They're like they, had, they got a bunch of like cameos in here, like Patton Oswalt, Jack Black is in here as Wolfman Jack. Uh, I think uh, what's the guy? The guy that played Polka Dot Man is in here. Uh, playing like John Deacon from Queen, the bass player for Queen, which he has to remind everybody that he's the bass player for Queen. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm John Deacon. And everybody's like, who? And he's like, I'm the bass player for Queen. They're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just so, it's so fucking, it's a hilarious movie. Like I said, there's not much story to it, not much nuance to it. The ending is hilarious. I'm not going to tell you guys, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to tell you guys what the ending is. But it's the most hilarious thing you ever want to fucking see. Because, like, I'm thinking about it right now. And I remember seeing it, and it made me bust out laughing. I laughed for at least two minutes at that goddamn ending <laughs> because <laughs> because it's so absurd the ending is so absurd it's so stupid it's just so stupid i'm not gonna tell you what it is what the ending is but just go watch the movie it's on roku for free it's hilarious you're not gonna be disappointed it's funny as fuck uh the weird al story uh like i said it's really not, there really wasn't much it's just a short review of the Weird Al story, you know, like I say, because it's like it's not to be taken seriously. It's not a movie to be taken seriously. Like a lot of this shit 
uh, is just for comedy. It's just for comedy, and it's kind of like he's parodying his own life. So that's pretty much it. That's that's the review for um for uh, Weird Al, the uh, bio biopic, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back with my review for Training Day right after these messages. next 24 hours you will learn about the streets about the choices that will force a dedicated cop over the edge all in the name of good in the next 24 hours the only thing more dangerous than the line being crossed today's a training day officer Hoy. It's your chance to give you a little taste of reality you think you can handle it is the cop who has crossed it. I will do anything you want me to do. Will you? Let's see. If I was a dealer, you'd be dead by now. <laughs> they build jails because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigation. You got today and today only to show me who and what you're made of. You hear me? That's it. That's what I'm talking about. First day on the job, you hit a $3 million seizure. Police officer! Get away from the girl! No, no, no. We're not racking up arrest today. You let him go. What more you want? I want justice. Right? Is that not I mean, justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? Oh, what? Just let the animals wipe themselves out. God willing. You can't be like this. Open your eyes. Can't you see? Police, we got a search warrant. You think I'm crazy, right? We communicate and talk to you. Say it. Say it. I think you're a rogue cop. Learned a lot of things on these streets, boy. Good things and bad things, too. There's some profoundly evil people walking the streets freely right now. I'm the police. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> you never know. That's the point. Gonna have to be a nice day, huh? It'll get darker. Guarantee you that. And welcome back to the show. Training Day from 2001. Let's get into the technical. Uh, The movie was directed by Antoine Fuqua. I believe this is the first collaboration between Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it is. Uh, Screenplay was written by David Ayer. The budget for the movie was $45 million. It brought in $104.9 million at the box office. And it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 73%. Like I said, not going to fight Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Um, Let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid uh really i was a teenager when i saw this movie uh we had this movie, i remember we had this movie on dvd uh back when dvd was a new thing like it was starting to be a new thing i think we had just got a dvd player uh and like this is one of the this is one of the first uh one of the the first set of uh dvds we got we got a, we had because we only had a couple of dvds at the time 
because at the time, uh, like, DVDs were pretty fucking expensive. Uh, so, we had training day. So, like, after, when training day came out, we had it on DVD. Um, this was another movie that made me a uh, Denzel Washington fan. Uh, because I explained it, I explained this in my uh, Remember the Titans review. I was not a fan of him before 2000. I was not a Denzel Washington fan before 2000. Uh, I've seen like I've seen Denzel Washington movies before, but I just think I was like too young to understand what made him a great actor i was a kid so like i didn't i didn't really understand what made him a great actor because i would see him and like when i was a kid he just always came off to me like a like a black brad pitt or black leonardo dicaprio because like women liked him that's that's the one thing i remembered about him as a kid i remember women liked him and he was like he was a heartthrob guy and a lot like a Brad Pitt, a lot like a Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, guys like that. Uh, a lot like a, a, a Matthew McConaughey, uh, something like that. And I didn't think guys like that could be good actors. And all these guys are good actors. Like Brad Pitt's a good actor. DiCaprio, I've come around to like too. Like DiCaprio's become like one of my favorite actors. Matthew McConaughey has become one of my favorite actors. I remember not liking him a lot a long time ago. <laughs> but, like, I've come around I've come around on these guys and saying, like, all these guys are good actors. But this this was the movie that made me a fan of uh, Denzel Washington. This is, like, the one-two punch. This and Remember the Titans was the one-two punch that made me a Denzel Washington fan. And I was like, oh, wow, this guy, this guy really can fucking act. I was... I was being ignorant. I was being stupid. You know, so it made me it made me do that. I saw this movie when I was about like 15, I think about like 15, 14, 15 years old, I think. So let's see how I feel about it as an adult. <laughs> uh, we start off the movie with uh, Ethan Hawke as Jake Hoyt. Uh, uh, he's a police officer trying to make detectives so he can provide a better life for his family he's really kind of the character that is the avatar for all the crazy shit we're going to see throughout this whole movie (laughs) like he's really that character then we meet alonzo harris played by denzel washington who at that first sight you just think he's a a hard-ass no-nonsense detective but we find out that he has something more sinister in his brain than that. You know, he's more sinister than he lets on. Uh, from the from from the moment you see Alonzo, there's an aura of menace to him. It's like you can just see, just like it's just an aura of menace for him, and especially like especially when he and Jake get in his car. Uh. Because uh, that's when the shit starts getting wild and you legit, like, fear. You you fear for Jake's life after that. Once they get in that car, which uh, Alonzo calls the office. It was like, he, like he, he, he has Jake in a chokehold. He has him in a stranglehold and Jake cannot get out. Jake's life is about to change for fucking ever once he gets in that goddamn car. <laughs> 
But Alonzo has a way of pulling Jake in. Even though you fear for Jake's life with Alonzo, he has a way of pulling Jake in by acting like a father figure to him. That's what he does. He like he acts like a fake father figure, acts like a like a like a more like an older brother to him. Like he's showing him the ropes, like he's training him because it's, it's training day. You know, he's he's doing him like he's 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 manipulating him by by becoming becoming like a like a father figure to him, and he does that so well that he gets Jake to smoke angel dust, bro. <laughs> Everybody knows this scene. He gets this dude to smoke angel dust. He gets him to smoke the butt necky, the dust. The Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> you know? Say, hey, Jake, I ain't know you like to get wet. You know, <laughs> he, he he doesn't like that. That's just the taste of the sick shit that Alonzo has has, has Jake doing. Uh, but we get some we get some insight to why Alonzo is the way he is from Roger, played by Scott Glenn, because Roger was also Alonzo's mentor. He's the guy that showed Alonzo the ropes. And he also gives us some very important exposition. Like, because we find out that Alonzo has a bounty on his head because he owes the Russian mob money. You know, so like, we we find that out. That's an important plot point in the movie. Uh, And Roger, let's go back to Roger. You look at Roger... And you can see where Alonzo gets a lot of his mannerisms, like his look and his philosophy. Like Roger taught him everything that he knows. Like Roger is the dude that that taught him everything, everything that he knows. Every all, all, all his, like I say, all his mannerisms, all his looks, everything, all his, his philosophy, this fucked up philosophy that he has, that all came from Roger. Roger was. His was his OG, you know. So, so it's kind of it's kind of Roger's fault. But anyway, I like how they play up Alonzo as this running the mill uh, anti-hero. I love that because like throughout the movie, throughout the movie, even if you look at the trailer, you don't know what's about to happen. You don't know what Alonzo's about to do. Because everything he does, he says he does it in the name of the law. He does, That's what he tells Jake anyway. He does it in the name of the law. So you think he's just like some, you think he's just an anti-hero. But like, and I feel like this movie is kind of taking that trope and like flipping it on his head. You know, like, because it's a played out trope. It's a played out trope that, that, that continues to this day. You know, but like this movie does a great job of making you think that Alonzo is a bad guy with a heart of gold. You know, like it does a it does a great job of that. And it was and it did they did the, the best thing they could do. It was like the perfect perfect casting. Like they cast the ultimate good guy in Denzel Washington. You're like in this role to make it work like because like 
Denzel Washington has never really played a character like Alonzo. He's played a lot of good people. He's played a lot of good guys. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, cause you see Denzel Washington and then you think about, he's a cop and you're like, maybe he is the good guy. Maybe he is doing this for justice. Maybe he is an anti-hero, but, but he's not, he's not like they even, they even go after a decoy villain called the Sandman, like to make you think that this is just a run of the mill cop movie. But in reality, the main character is the real villain. It, I, I love that they did that. I love that they give you like a like a like a decoy villain, like a, a villain, a red herring villain who we never see. We never see the Sandman, by the way. We never see this dude. So, like, it was all he was he was bullshitting. You know, like the whole time he's like, we're gonna go shut this guy down, you know, like because they try to make like the Sandman's like a big drug lord or some shit, but he's nothing. He's just a dude that lives in uh lives in like South Central or Compton or wherever the fuck. He lives in like uh the hood of the hood in LA. And they make you think that, oh, he's this is big crime lord. This is what they're gonna take down. But no, we don't see this dude. We never see this fucking guy, you know? <laughs> Ever. At all. And Alonzo, Alonzo is all up in Jake's head. Like, he's all up in his head. Like, he's always, like, he's always threatening his job and shit. Because, like, um, he's just, he's just always threatening his job with, like, hey, um, you can go, you can go and, uh, do parking tickets. You can go and sit at the desk, you know, if you don't want to be out here with me, if you don't want, if you don't want this job or something like that. And and so that's how he's able to get Jake to do whatever he wants him to do. Because Jake doesn't want to lose his job. He has a family to support. And depending on the type of woman that he has, she might leave him if he doesn't get this job. You know, and that's just the reality of it. That's just the way it is. And oh yeah, and oh yeah, speaking of women, Alonzo also has a side chick who's played by Eva Mendez, and he has a son out of wedlock. Just another reason to not like Alonzo. <laughs> but let's talk about this kid. Let's talk about this kid. The kid is funny. I like the kid. Because he could never stop looking at the car- at the camera. He could never stop looking at the camera. And it's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> he just can't stop looking at the camera. Like he tries to stop. It's like somebody is off camera. Like Antoine Fuqua or somebody's off camera telling him not to look at the camera. But he keeps looking at the camera and then they tell him not no, don't look at the camera. And he just kinda glances off uh off to the off into space and shit. You know? You know, like, and I've never seen that kid again. I think I know why. I'm like, he's not a very good child actor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, Alonzo assembles his crew for a big score. They're going to take somebody down. And who are they going to take down, you might ask? Well, it's Roger. They rob Roger, which is what this whole thing was about. And Alonzo was just using Jake as a scapegoat. You know, like, Alonzo was testing Jake the whole time to see if he was corruptible. And 
he found out that he wasn't, so he has no more use for him. You know, he has no more use for him. After he finds out that he can't corrupt him, he's like, alright, I'm, I'm done with this motherfucker, but he plays, but he plays the game. He plays the game until the end. And like, he, he he keeps luring Jake in until that final time that he lures Jake in and then and like and then that's when you find out that at the end of the day he doesn't give a fuck about Jake. He was just trying to save his own ass. Just trying to save his own ass from the Russians. That's what this whole thing was, was robbing Roger and getting money to the Russians. That's all this he he tried to uh do all this bullshit about upholding the law and this is what we got to do with street justice you know like if if we don't go out here and start busting heads the criminals win and all this bullshit you know but he doesn't give a fuck about that he doesn't give a fuck about the law he doesn't give a fuck about jake he doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself all right and so he was just using jake and manipulating jake this whole goddamn time so that's that's pretty much it because like this this movie has so many puzzle pieces. It has so many puzzle pieces. It has so much connective tissue that it's insane. Like everything that happens in this movie matters. Everything. Like you, you can't like discard anything. Anything you, you can't discard anything. Anything that happens is going to go into something that happens in the future. And I, I like that about this movie. Like, like overall, I still enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Like, the storytelling is just phenomenal. Just, like, the way they just connect everything is, like, just amazing. Like I said, everything matters in this movie. Everything. The acting is top-notch. I really think this is the movie that took Ethan Hawke to another level. Like, he went from uh, teen idol to serious adult actor with this role. Because, like, that's what he was in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, I think it like he he became an adult in like the mid to late nineties, you know. So, but like it just wasn't it just wasn't clicking for him. It just wasn't clicking for him. He wasn't he wasn't gritty enough. People didn't believe him enough as an actor, you know. It just wasn't working for him coming from being a child actor. But Training Day is the thing that sent him over the top. And now Ethan Hawke's an amazing actor now. Um, Denzel Washington. Like, it's just amazing as Alonzo. Like, like he was meant to play this role. I know a lot of black people don't like the fact that he won an Oscar for this role, but he deserved that Oscar. Like, he's really good. He's really good in this role. Like, because he played so many good guys for most of his career up until this point, you're like, it's really jarring to see him play a bad guy, but he pulls it off. And that's why I think he, he deserves that Oscar. Um... He deserves another Oscar for not being affected by a naked uh, Ava Mendez. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah, because we also get a, a, a naked Ava Mendez in this movie, which is always a plus, you know. But all joking aside, all joking aside, this movie is just fucking perfect. I love it still to this day. I give it a five out of five. Join me next week when I talk about. 2004's Million Dollar Baby. Until next time, peace.